Welcome to Get This Shit, the bi-monthly podcast that answers the questions you've always had, but forgot to ask. Prepare your earballs. episode of get this shit i'm your host cassie and i'm joined with your other host sam hello hello uh welcome 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 thanks for joining us for another episode we apologize that we missed uh our last post yep our last release date we took a little break, but we're back yeah. better than ever and almost the same amount of organs as last time. Almost, <laughs> almost, just minus one. So my uh, Ute scootin' boogie went real well. Um, no complications uh, from the surgery so far. Um, I think I just hit three. This is my third week. Uh, this- no, I'll be coming up on my third week. Yes. Okay, so this is a officially my two weeks two and a half two and a half we'll say two and a half and um i will say uh, everyone at the hospital that i went to was wonderful and they were so nice um i did have a very strange um anesthesiologist nurse yeah who she's a older older gal and she's one of those gals that still wears her makeup and you know underneath her double mask she was wearing lipstick for sure and she had like half a pencil of eyeliner on each <laughs> eye. And she had, you know, that weird shimmery kind of silver blue color that a lot of uh, older gals wear. Not quite Mimi from uh, the Drew Carey show. No, more like Dee Snyder from Twisted Sister. Yeah, yeah, that one, <laughs> that one. The Twisted Sister collection <laughs> um, for the mature woman. Right. Um, <laughs> But uh, her voice, I think that woman smoked three packs a day for the last 30 years. Right. Because Hello, my name's Kim. I I'll mean, be your anesthesiologist nurse. It, it's such a joy and a pleasure to take care of you. Like, and I will drag you down to the Prince of Hell. Yes. <laughs> it was very, uh, like, almost batman voice but i just where are the other trucks going exactly swear to me and i was like okay kim but um i think she i think poor kim's overworked because she confused me with two separate patients one time she was like diabetes and i was like no not me not anymore and like she kind of gave me an up down and then i was like bitch i don't have diabetes we just did it like i get it i'm fat and i should and it's unfair that i don't to you but no and then um then i get in the or which they made me move my own ass over from the gurney the hospital bed thing to the surgical table and i was like i mean do you want them pulling a hammy right before surgery you know what i mean you know i mean you knew what you were gonna get i mean you could have got one of those little like sea world movie like fuck are the orderlies get like yeah no i want to be lifted like queen cleopatra yes 
Yeah. I know. By an you army can. of orderlies. <laughs> and like, I feel like it's almost like an insurance thing now. And it's like, no, 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 we only cover the surgery. Not oh how you God. get the fucking bed. <laughs> but then she was like how's your heartburn and i was like i don't have any today and she was like did you take your heartburn medication i'm like no girl i didn't take any medication because you're putting me under anesthesia and i've heard that that's not a great thing yeah because i even ordered not to take shit <laughs> exactly and i even stopped elevating for uh, three days beforehand yeah because... she was a peach yeah 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 <laughs> Listen, <laughs> you, you still live in the Thunderdome. Make it to go home, friend. <laughs> but uh, yeah, she was like, you got GERD, don't you? And I was like, no, no yeah. Kim, I don't have GERD. First of all, I'm like, isn't that a type of fish? <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. So um, everything went fine regardless of kim uh she did have a coughing attack right before um and she was like oh that's not very inspiring and i was just like (laughs) kim not a lot of our interaction has been inspiring today and uh i saw it on tiktok so i totally stole it if i can find you again um there's this woman that made a joke right before she went under. Oh, no, it was an anesthesiologist yes. telling the story on TikTok. That's what it was. But I stole it. So if you ever listen to this, I want you to know I think you're a comedic genius. <laughs> but uh, as they were like, all right, we're going to put you under and get started. I said, all right, well, does anybody need anything while I'm out? <laughs> and the entire room laughed, all the people in there. And then I got to drift off to sleep. To the sound of people laughing at my joke. And I was like, well, you can take me now. Right. <laughs> not going to get much better than this. Die uh, on a real high there. <laughs> but, nope. I'm here. Yep, you came back to us. Came back. And uh, I just got the news that my uterus has been processed in uh, what is it called pathology pathology and uh i get to go pick it up this coming week at some point in time yeah totally yeah totally i am so excited i can't wait to show you guys uh (laughs) there are multiple different thoughts for her name yeah yeah, we do have ruth the ruthless uterus um, I like Abby, Abby Normal uh, from Young Frankenstein. Yes, is, yes. Uh, is a candidate. Um, That's a good was, one. Oh. I know, I can't Glenn remember. Glenn was one for some reason. Glenn? I don't remember. Glenn or Gary? Uh, Glenn, Gary, Glenn Ross. Right, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, your leg should be like a good salesman. Always be closing. No, Always no. be closing. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why uh, we came up with Glenn, but I'm sure if I remember. But uh, yeah, uh, also feel free to send us uh, any Hell suggestions yeah. of what we should name the uterus to, what is it, get this shit podcast 
uh, at gmail.com. Correct. Yeah. Send us your ideas. That'd be wonderful. I would absolutely love it. Um, I do need to make a comment on this, the hat that Samuel's wearing right now. <laughs> um, so you know how there are two different types of people in the world. There are people like when you go on a trip that you come home you unpack and you put away your shit, you put your clothes away, like all that. And then there's another type of people who come back from a vacation or a trip or something and shit just sits in that like suitcase forever. And like you just live out of the suitcase until you just can't stand it anymore. So I'm that person. I'm number two. Kaylee is number one. Yeah. Samuel go he fluctuates between one and two it depends on like how he's feeling that day uh like the the trip and all that but he fluctuates between one and two um so i have a pile of christmas doodle um bags of doom Mm -hmm. if anyone else has adhd you got piles (laughs) of doom okay so i have those piles and Sam <laughs> just having to find. Um, it is Santa's legs and butt mm-hmm. stuck upside down out of a chimney. Yep. But make it a hat. Yes. <laughs> so uh, this is what I'm looking at right now. Yeah. I'm, it's glorious. Uh, yeah, I'm pretty awesome. So I don't want to brag, but tell you. <laughs> Oh my god! Well, um, all right. So we had the Ute Scoot and Buggy. Yep. We had various holidays, yes. solstice holidays. Um, I can't remember if we talked about the Yule party that we went to. I don't remember either. Or I know I I don't <laughs> even know anymore. But we went to a wonderful Yule party. Um, with our uh. We went to their house, uh, Haley and Jay, mm. shout out to you guys, and we got to meet their family and um, a bunch of their friends and their chosen family. We had such a good time, yes. um, so make sure that you're getting together with people that you love, if you can, and whatnot, but uh, let's see, the uh, new year is upon us. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm really... So, guys, I'm a little spicy spicy, just so you know. Uh, We have personally had some plumbing issues Mm -hmm. in our house, like five to ten thousand dollar, like chats of plumbing issues. (laughs) And um, poor Sam, he was in the shower. And I was, we have two bathrooms. We live in a beautiful home. I absolutely love this house. Um, I think we may have told the story before, but we looked at like three houses when we first started looking. This was the last house. We made an offer on it that night. Our realtor was like, um, what the fuck? (laughs) She was like, you should really think about this. And we were like, no, we have. We went and had some pizza and beer and we thought about it. So, (laughs) and she's like, okay, 26 year olds or whatever we were at the time. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> and uh, I, we love this house, so we'll keep her up and running and everything. Yep. But um, Sam was taking a shower, and I was using the front bathroom, hurrah for two bathrooms. And I went to stand up, and I noticed that my slippers and my pants were wet. And I was like, "Whoa, girl, did you like?" miss the bowl or but then I saw like there's a pool of water and then I got up well I left my pants I got up 
<laughs> and I heard running and I was like, ah, fuck. Sam's in the shower. I'm not going to bother him because he can't do anything at this second. Like, you know, he's naked in the shower. Yeah. So I get out and I go to grab a towel to start cleaning up. And then I hear dripping in almost running water. And I was like, oh, no, that sounds like a few years ago, right after New Year's, when one of our pipes like came miss aligned or misglued or whatever and gave way so yeah no it literally was on new year's eve uh last year two years ago something like that i a couple years ago yep we had another like pipe come disjointed so it was a very easy fix yeah this one unfortunately is not i mean it's good because it's not on the inlet um, so it's not a pressurized system, so we yes. don't have to try to cap off running water. Yeah. Uh, but shit yeah, water. It isn't uh, going out very well, so we're working on that. And, yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah. yeah, I did have to interrupt Sam's shower because I was like, um, I'm sorry, all of your water is coming through the ceiling downstairs. And he's like, what? And I was like, our basement's flooding. <laughs> with a question on the end of it <laughs> not like it wasn't declarative like our basement is flooding it was our basement is flooding <laughs> yeah, so so we got I, samuel got that cleaned up and i'm what we said two weeks post uh surgery where i can't yep. lift anything yeah. over 10 pounds so mm-hmm. i'm super helpful so all i've done <laughs> is cry <laughs> cry and be angry yep and i keep looking at sam i'm going i'm so sorry i'm trying really hard i'm just i'm just a pissy bitch right now (laughs) (laughs) oh my goodness uh poor kaylee she almost got stuck out in sioux falls idaho uh with all this crazy weather so all of our listeners that span across the entire country (laughs) and in uh, you know a few other countries we hope that everyone was safe during all that gross freaking weather not pretty not pretty but we we personally didn't get hit with too much no no it was too uh, much. pretty cold but mm-hmm. other than that yep it was cold like here in central indiana but a severe temperature snap it was yeah uh, yep but kaylee uh, got out of there before you know they started closing flights and all that stuff because i saw that on the tiktoks and that looked like a fucking nightmare mm-hmm. i think i've had like one or two times that i've flown that my shit kind of got moved around and like mine was like delayed like that was the worst thing that happened um i've never had a flight canceled on me and i don't know that i'm depending on the situation i don't know that i'm adult enough to handle it because Mm -hmm. i did (laughs) one time when i was uh, out in california for training i uh, sat in traffic for like two and a half three hours at lax just like trying to get to the drop-off area and I missed my plane like as I got to the like Mm check-in where you put your bag in and all that like uh and he was like I'm really sorry like you're not gonna make it you're just simply not gonna make it if I even if I let you through right now and I was like and I like start tearing up and I'm like okay um I don't I've never been in this situation before so could you help me please because I really don't know <laughs> like <laughs> it was I was tired I was ready to go but um 
thankfully, like my situation, I left on a plane an hour later. They took pity on me. They were so nice. Uh, but I'm sorry to anyone who has been stranded as of late or had plans. Go awry because that shit sucks. And I am mm. not good. Not good with uh, changing of plans immediately and when I have no control. <laughs> No way. No one would ever have thought that. <laughs> so I hope that you guys had a great run in yeah. 2022. I uh, hope that you don't have to bring any uh, problems that you don't have to with you into 2023. And I hope that you celebrate the night however you see fit. Yeah. And just be safe. Yes. Please. Be safe and responsible. Please. Yes. 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 And if you're not going to be responsible, at least be safe. Give yeah. someone your keys. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's what I meant by it. Hey, yes. You can be stupid and responsible at the same time. You can. It looks you a can little get, different. You but... can get tore up from the floor up. But yeah, pass them keys or call an Uber or something. Yeah. 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 Uh, so we thought that we would share with you guys uh, a really cool gift that Sam was given. And yes. I'll let you explain it. So my sister and or sister-in-law, depend. I call her my sister, but yeah. technically, uh, Katie got me a fantabulous uh, book for Christmas, which uh, I'm pretty sure I've said it multiple times. I'm not a reader. He's but- not. <laughs> but this book is perfect for me and it is called the book of unusual knowledge which has one to two page snippets of just random shit in multiple categories um of just random unusual knowledge so it's a cheat sheet for yes. me yes for ever uh <laughs> i this book looks like Half of Little House on the Prairie. I like, mean, it, yeah, is it is a huge book. It's a huge <laughs> book with just one to two page snippets where if I find it interesting, I can research more and build a whole episode around it. And it's Hell yeah. super exciting. But Hell yeah. with Cassie's recovery and with some of our problems in our house going Our shitty on, problems. <laughs> yeah, we figured we would uh, take today and uh take turns and just flip open to a random page yes and share uh, a little bit of the tiny snippets that this book has to offer so you can see what's going to be coming up uh in 2023 a little sneak peek yeah okay all right you're gonna start i think so okay so i'm gonna flip up into a random page random dandum Scootly, 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 scoot. The title of the page is A House Divided. Synopsis. Although her loyalty was to her husband and the Union government he served, Mary Todd Lincoln couldn't ignore her ties to the Confederacy. Oh. All right. I think this is one is long. Oh, no. It's just a two-pager. All right. Okay. So. You guys ready to listen to me read aloud like it's story time? <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay. So, Mary Todd Lincoln was a northerner by marriage, but a southerner by birth. Raised in a slaveholding family in Kentucky, Mary Todd moved to Illinois at age 20 to live with her sister Elizabeth. Hmm. She was hit within northern social circles. She was a hit 
within northern social circles. She was hit <laughs> at northern <laughs> social circles. They were like, the fuck you think you're doing here, Mary? <laughs> oh my God. And various men, including Stephen A. Douglas, courted her. Which, if you don't remember, mm. I believe Stephen A. Douglas was one of the people that Abraham Lincoln ran against. No, I don't remember. <laughs> I'm about 80% sure on that. Anyway, so. So rival lovers. Abraham Lincoln was the new legal partner of her cousin, who spoke highly of the lanky lawyer and helped make the introduction between Mary and Abe. Just Cousin, uh, playing a little bit of uh, Cupid, right? Well, matchmaker, 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 make me a match. <laughs> All right. Uh, so, despite her sister's objections, Mary Todd married Lincoln three years later. Oh, so Elizabeth was not psyched about Abe being her brother-in-law. I guess not, Mister Gangly, uh, lanky, weird, I mean, Gumby, Stretch Arms. They always portray here. him in Drunk History as. Kind of a bumble, like bumbling <laughs> flummox, like just kind of like. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, I mean, he married Mary Todd so he could have two beards. Oh. oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so like many families in the nation, the Todd family was torn apart by the Civil War. Most of the family supported the Confederacy. One of Mary's brothers, three half-brothers, and three brothers-in-law... Good God! ...actively fought for the South. Good. Mary's stepmother was related to John C. Breckinridge, the former U.S. Vice President and Confederate General. Only Mary and a few other family members supported the Union. Her sister Elizabeth, however, had opposed her marriage to Lincoln and thus offered her no political support. Uh, okay, I, I, even though I may agree with you in principle, Mary, you went against my expressed wishes. So I can't support you now. Right. <laughs> what a fucking older sister move. Yeah, what a I mean, dick move. Leave it to rich Southerners to be uppity about their political views during the Civil War era. <laughs> <laughs> Who would have thunk it? I'm sorry, you said Civil War era? Yeah. I just wanted to make sure you yeah. didn't say yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> well, now it's not just limited to geographical uh, oh, division. You're lines. not wrong. You're not wrong. <laughs> it's block by block. <laughs> right. So, of the Kentucky Todds, only Mary's older brother Levi was a staunch Unionist, but his health was poor and he never served in the Union Army. Isn't that cute? Isn't Uh, that cute? (laughs) Mary Lincoln remained loyal to the North and to her husband, of course, but newspapers and Washington society regularly used her Confederate family ties against her. Southerners called her a traitor to her roots, and Northerners suspected her tangled allegiances. Though she did sometimes arrange for her family to get travel passes to cross enemy lines in both directions, there is no evidence that she ever aided the Confederacy. Well, I mean, that's good, I guess. Um, I guess I would rather... uh, be known that I I didn't help, <laughs> right? Yeah. Then like mm, maybe mm, mm, 
Was she a spy? I don't think she was. <laughs> All right. So Mary Lincoln was caught between a rock and a hard place. She, she couldn't publicly mourn her Confederate family members without seeming disloyal to the Union. Oh, sure. Yeah, that would be rough. But she couldn't ignore them without seeming disloyal to her family. Fuck that shit. I mean, it's... It, I mean, I get it. It's It must have been very hard. Well, and it was also a microcosm of... Like, her life is a microcosm of what happened to so many families during the Civil War. Sure. Especially ones that lived uh, either in newer territory states. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Like, uh, I believe Missouri at the time and Oklahoma was one that they were trying to decide in the antebellum era whether it was going to be a free state or a slave state. Sure. And ones that were, like, right on the edge of the Mason-Dixon line, states like Kentucky. Um Sure. There was a lot of family against family in in that war. So, I mean, the fact that there was it affected even the wife of the president, you know. Yeah, that's nuts. But it affected so many more people. See, and I'm just I, I must be a little bit more heartless than Mary Todd <laughs> because I'm like, you cut off. Get out. <laughs> well, I mean, now we have, like, our society is so much different. Like, sure. We definitely have the ability to choose our, uh, who we consider family, when, you know, when we become adults. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But a lot, uh, there was a lot more reliance on family and uh, people you had close ties yeah, with. Yeah, you're absolutely and, and right. Around to where you didn't necessarily have the luxury to be as self-sufficient as we are and still be able to cut ties with your family sure. and relatives. Especially, that makes sense. Yeah, and, and especially if you were someone of status. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it wasn't like a thing. I mean, you couldn't cut ties because there's there goes your status and you become... Uh, an outlaw like or like a, a you could become a pariah like you no yes. longer have that clout to throw around you know yeah anyway so in such a large family tragedies were sure to be plentiful uh levi died of illness in 1864 <laughs> why did he die ah he was sick yeah he was just a sick boy he was sick uh mary's half brother samuel died at shiloh uh, which is a battle. Okay. Um, another half-brother, David, was wounded at Vicksburg and died a few years later after the war. A third, Alexander, was killed at Baton Rouge. Jesus Christ! Mm-hmm. They weren't very good fighters. <laughs> Most newsworthy of all was the death of her brother-in-law, Benjamin Harden Helm, a West Pointer who was married to her sister, Emily... Oh, he was offered a high ranking paymaster post by Lincoln, but refused it instead, accepting a field position in the Confederate Army. Idiot. He rose to the rank of general before his death uh, at the Battle of Chickamauga. Mm. Well, that's what you get. When Benjamin Helm died, Emily had trouble going to visit Mary in Washington, D.C. and her mother in Kentucky because she had gone to the south with her husband, Mm. traveling to either place involved crossing Union lines. And because she was the widow of a Confederate officer, Mm -hmm. local commanders would not give her permission to do so. To make matters more difficult... 
Emily refused to take an oath of loyalty to the Union, saying that it would be an insult to her recently, recently deceased husband. Uh, Yep. I don't understand that logic, but I'm sure (laughs) I'm sure it was a big deal. Yes. Uh, Lincoln gave her a special pass to permit her and her young daughter, Catherine, to travel to Washington, where she stayed with the Lincolns at the White House. Despite the fact that Emily was a family member, the Lincolns were strongly criticized for, quote, giving aid to the enemy, unquote, in this fashion. How? I mean... How can one person in a country civil war be considered an enemy? Is someone who didn't fight? She had n- nothing to do. Okay, I can't say nothing. Sure, she was not out on that field kicking ass, taking names, and killing your brothers, no. sons, fathers. But, I mean, she very, I mean, you don't know, she very well could have, you know, prepared food for a Confederate sure. soldier. She could have done washing. Everybody deserves have... to eat, though. I don't give a fuck who, I mean, you, I don't think anybody should kill anybody for many reasons. Yes, I'm Multiple just saying reasons. someone who has sure, a, sure, sure. a more passive, non-aggressive role can still be considered the enemy because of sure. like, support staff, essentially. Yeah, but I mean, weren't there, there have been multiple examples throughout history and even in the civil war where like medics were helping not only their side but the other side i mean it wasn't common um it became more common because of clara barton in the civil war who Mm. ended up founding the american red cross oh all right all right all right all right fantastic character in history i'll Um, keep my mouth very interesting but yeah it wasn't always super common for medics to fix people on both sides like i don't believe the hippocratic oath was a thing uh, oh probably not and if you uh weren't i mean even if you were like a triage doctor it doesn't mean like you were a doctor doctor who took that oath sure 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 if you just got thrown with a roll of gauze and tape yeah you're not the battlefield like you know (laughs) Yeah, you were like, um, I I was a street sweeper before that. <laughs> yeah, stable I mean, boy. I mean, Tom Hanks was an uh, English teacher in Saving Private Ryan. You see how well he did. So, <laughs> <I'm>... <laughs> yeah, yes, I totally saw how well he did. <laughs> I know that movie reference. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so the family conflict even filtered down to succeeding generations. Catherine Helm uh, and the Lincoln's son, Tad, uh, would oh, mm-hmm. argue about the war as they played together at the White House. Catherine would shout, hurrah for Jefferson Davis, as what? Tad would yell in reply, hurrah for Abe Lincoln. <laughs> <laughs> what? So they're just going back and forth. <laughs> What's your name? <laughs> <laughs> so... Yeah, uh, but I mean, it shows that, I mean, it's talking about how these two relatives were playing as they were kids and like how the show gets passed down. Oh, yeah. Well, if you want, if you want to radicalize a group of people, you start with children. Yep. And that's been proven time and time again. I know that we've talked about it 3000 times, you know, (laughs) but the stops, the no smoking. 
Yeah. Uh, my I remember uh, I went home after like one of those smoking is bad classes, the dare classes, and uh, I broke my mom's cigarettes in oh, half. Oh, God. I did. I did. And we've discussed before, you know. We were poor. Like mm-hmm. <laughs> cigarettes were like the one thing that my parents like treating themselves with. And yeah, they knew. The thing that kept them sane yes, to, to deal not with... throttle the both of you. Oh my god. <laughs> no kidding. And I was like, Mom, I don't want you to die. And my yeah. mom was like <gasps> Jesus Christ, Cassie Ann. <laughs> I know. My dad had to like take me uh, like outside and he's like, Okay, so we're gonna talk about this. <laughs> and why that's not okay. He's like, because your mom wants to throttle you right now. (laughs) Okay, are we ready for our next uh, adventure? Do it to it. I'm going towards the back of the book. Okay. Where the good stuff is. I'm not reading about capitals of the United States. (laughs) Stealing the president. Oh. Okay, here we go. A uh, synopsis. A group of men decided that people would be willing to pay a lot of money to see the 16th president of the United oh States, <laughs> even Ab- if he was dead. Abraham Lincoln. <laughs> We're back at Lincoln. All right. It must be. Uh, it's a sign from the universe, oh. apparently. All right. Breaking out Boyd. The plot was hatched in 1876, more than a decade after President Lincoln's assassination by who? John Wilkes Booth. Correct. Is what they'll tell you. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Illinois engraver Benjamin Boyd had been arrested on charges of creating plates to make counterfeit bills. Sure. Boyd's boss... James Big Jim Kennelly, a man known around Chicago as the king of the counterfeiters. The king of the counterfeiters. Yes. Big Jim. Coming this summer. Starring Big Jim. Starring Big Jim. The tour of the dead Lincoln. I love it. Uh, Kennelly's plan was to kidnap... I'm sorry, I didn't finish the last sentence. (laughs) Okay, so uh, Big Jim Kennelly, he's known as Chicago's uh, king of the counterfeiters. He was determined to get Boyd out of prison in order to continue his operations. You can't stay king if you don't have your rooks. I don't know what knights. (laughs) Pawn shop. (laughs) <laughs> that's what the little ones are right and just, just pawns are not pawn shots I promise. <laughs> I know. all right kennelly's plan was to kidnap lincoln's corpse from Their his plan was to kidnap lincoln's corpse from his mausoleum in oak ridge cemetery in the springfield problem, it's locked behind the doors of oak ridge cemetery mausoleum <laughs> it's really wordy for this type of presentation tation tation <laughs> you gotta have the back effect sunday right. sunday sunday exactly this sunday we're big breaking jim up. big jim the king chicago's king counterfeiter is gonna lay the smack down on the prison holding his boy boyd oh my god 
Join us for Breakout Boyd. Oh my gosh. Okay. So Oak Ridge Cemetery, we, we, one, two, three, we've also talked about in other episodes. Is that um, where the Oak Ridge boys are buried? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So Kennedy wanted to uh, kidnap Lincoln's corpse and he was going to hold it for ransom. $200,000 in cash, Woo! which was a lot back in the diddly, diddly day. Mm-hmm. And a full pardon for Boyd. Oh, yeah. Which, like, why would you not ask for Pardoning ones yourself? Mr. <laughs> Mr. President. Uh, why would you not ask for one for you, too? Because, like, you're actively creating a crime. Oh, I think you would ask for immunity. Oh, okay, okay, okay. If, okay. You, if you're uh, Big Jim. Oh, well, this is why. Not wanting to do the dirty work himself, Kennelly turned to two small-time crooks, John Jack Hughes and John Jack and Terrence Mullen, a bartender at The Hub, a Mason Street bar frequented by Kennelly and his associates. Not to be confused with The Chug, which is a uh, <laughs> local dive bar around uh, Ball State University in northern Indiana. <laughs> don't don't go there. Yeah, don't go there. I'm pretty sure your feet will stick to the floor. God, unless you are <laughs> under 25. And a 25-year-old in that bar is going to be like, Jesus Christ. So many children. So many drunk children. <laughs> okay. So, Kennelly told Hughes and Mullen that they were to steal Lincoln's body on election night. November oh. 7th. Load it. Where's this national treasure? Where's who's playing? Uh, who's playing the bartender? Is it Nick Cage? I hope so. And uh, well, I mean, he is a vampire. He has uh, come, you know, generation to generation to generation. Mm-hmm, Him mm-hmm, and Keanu mm-hmm. Reeves and Johnny Depp and Leonardo DiCaprio. <laughs> Taylor Swift. What? Taylor Swift. Yes. <laughs> okay, so uh, you're gonna. Kidnap him, election night. Load it onto a cart and take it roughly 200 miles north to the shore of Lake Michigan. Okay. There, they were going to bury the body in the sand to stow it until the ransom was paid. The plan seemed foolproof until Hughes and Mullen decided that they needed a third person to help steal the body. Okay. And that fellow's name was Lewis Swiggles? <laughs> Enter the wild card. They call him Swiggles. <laughs> okay, maybe it's Segles. It's a very weird name. <laughs> Towards the bottom, it's S W. I don't sw like Swiggles. Yeah, we'll just call him Swaggles. Swaggles. There we go. I love it. Swags. Swaggy. Swaggy. Swaggalos. All right. Swaggalos. So they yes. have Lewis Swaggalos. I can't even say it. To, um, they asked Lewis to join the team, okay? Uh, it was a decision that Hughes and Mullen would come to regret. Of course. God damn it. The men directly responsible for bringing Boyd in was Patrick D. Terrell, a member of the Secret Service in Chicago. Petty D. <laughs> Long before their current role of protecting the president was established, one of the main jobs of the members of the Secret Service was to track down and arrest counterfeiters. Counterfeiters! I knew that. Get it, boy. Uh, one of uh, Terrell's informants was a small-time crook by the name 
of Swaggles. Ah, my name's Swaggles. I used to be a CI. Now they're trying to recruit me into this mission. <laughs> Swaggles, do you have any uh, new information for us? Uh, I don't know nothing, Jack. Uh, just stop. Uh, 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 you're talking me. Okay, I might know. I, I might know. I know something about something. I don't know about something. I don't know something about something. Okay, just stop. No, no. Okay, 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 okay. <laughs> Not the bag of nickels. <laughs> Is that a padlock and a sock? <laughs> padlock and a sock! Lock and a sock? That sounds catchy, but it hurts. But it hurts. It's no catchy. <laughs> okay, yes, the same man who agreed to help Hughes and Mullen steal the president's body. Thanks to... Thanks to the stool pigeon, everything the men were planning was being reported back to the Secret Service. I may be a pigeon, but you can't keep me on a stool, see? See? <laughs> Wait, this is like 1876. <laughs> you gotta go further back with that accent. <laughs> you don't know when that accent started. It could have had its birthplace right here. You're not wrong. Right now, Swiggles. He uh, he has that. Yep. So, My name's Swiggles, and I'm a stool pigeon. On the evening of November 7th, 1876, Hughes, Mullen, and Swiggles. It is your birthday. I always forget election day is your birthday. Well, it's right around. It doesn't always fall on my... Exactly. Because election is the first Tuesday in November. It is, isn't it? So. So, guys, I do good with voting. (laughs) Um, So, they enter... The gang enters the Lincoln Mausoleum, unaware of the Secret Secret Service agents lying in wait. (laughs) The hoods broke Lincoln's sarcophagus open and removed the casket, and Sweggles was sent to get the wagon. Swiggles gave the signal. I was going to say, I don't think he's getting just the wagon. I think no, the uh, paddy wagon. No! <laughs> made the signal to make the arrest, and one of the Secret Service men reached the mausoleum. They found it to be empty. In all the confusion, Hughes and Mullen had slipped away, leaving Lincoln's body behind. Oh, they didn't take the body with them. No. <laughs> They're just like, get out, get out, get out, yeah, get out, get out, seems, get out. This seems a little fishy. Swiggle should be back by now. He's pretty fucking quick. He slinks around. Right. All right. Uh, unsure of what to do next, uh, Terrell ordered Swiggles back up to Chicago to see if he could pick up the kidnappers trails hey guys i noticed that you left without the body i was coming back with the cart and then i saw a bunch of these law guys so i figured <laughs> if i just headed to yeah to tip them off i didn't want to do that so i'm back now everything's cool i'm definitely not an informant or anything <laughs> I love how you morphed to find, like, you found him. You found him right there, and you sat in the pocket with Swiggles. You were Swiggles for a second. So, uh, Swiggles eventually found them at a tavern on November 16th or 17th, and uh, Hughes and Mullen were arrested without incident. Hey, guys, you never got to believe what happened. Okay, so, uh, first of all, can I buy you guys a round? You know, like, a, uh, uh, you know, I want to get a round up. Can we round them up? Can we round them up? Oh, my God. 
I'm like, oh, there's cops now. <laughs> oh my god, cats. what happened? Oh, there's cops. I just said round them up. That's not connected. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, see you later, Bob. Anyway, see you later. I hope you have good luck at jail. Um, I'll send you a cotton of cigarettes or something. Tell him that Swiggle sent you. I mean, I didn't send you, <laughs> but tell him you know Swiggles. <laughs> okay. That's my calling cards. I give him Swiggle sticks in the drink. Swiggle sticks! <laughs> All right. With no law at the time pertaining to stealing of a body. This is 18. Wait. Yeah. 1876. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Why are there? It was like all the rage in Britain to be snatching bodies. Well, I mean, it was also all like corpse uh, theft and grave robbing was a huge thing here because we sold bodies to medical colleges. Yes. So if you had a specific... Oh, God, I'm bumping the equipment. If you had a specific crime or law set, then you would then be depriving colleges so basically of the, the lobbyists of the time were like yeah, the, well listen the special if you interest want. money you know made it so that's why um in if you hear or read anything about uh grave robbing where they steal the corpse out of the grave and then they strip them nude and then they steal the nude corpse uh, I remember I was listening to a podcast, and they were like, why do they strip the bodies nude? Oh. It's because there was a, um, yeah, if you got caught stealing a naked body from a grave, you, the only thing you got charged with was desecration of a grave. And you had to give back the body. Which was a misdemeanor. <laughs> okay. But if you took their clothes or their jewelry or anything, mm-hmm. that was theft, and it had a much much stiffer penalty from the law than so, ju- so you could steal a body. So but they're if you- weakened at burnings. Every body that they steal. I mean, they, yeah, they just strip them nude, put them in the cart, and then sell them to the usually to medical colleges. Yeah, to medical youths. I mean, Indiana actually was a huge hub for that. No way. Um, yeah, there's uh, multiple cemet- like historical cemeteries college. that actually have very few bodies in them because so many of them were stolen. Well, now I want to do a ground radar thing. Yeah, that's why one of some the of them. biggest, I think it's one of the biggest like non, like soldier, um, like Arlington is obviously sure, sure, sure. the yeah, biggest yeah, yeah. cemetery in the country. But, like, one of the biggest is actually Crown Hill here in downtown Oh, yeah. And if you see it, like... It's gorgeous. It is It is gorgeous, but it's all heavily fenced off from, like... Um, it like, is. It, it has yeah, like huge... Like, older architecture. <laughs> it's an architecture. No. Architecture of, like, the uh, yeah. brick and stone pillars with the wrought iron fencing yeah. that is very old. It's, like, seven feet tall. Like, the fences are ridiculously tall. Yeah, and it's because that's where the very rich people were born in Indiana. Or, I mean, buried in Indiana. Mm-hmm. And it was protected by, like, 24-hour security. It had those high fences. It, it was the place to... Uh not live but even uh yeah it was the place to, <laughs> to i was like don't you dare fly rest. by that that was fucking funny <laughs> was great someone's gonna laugh <laughs> <laughs> okay so just to finish anyway, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh so no laws uh hughes and mullen were only charged with the attempted larceny 
of Lincoln's coffin and a count each of conspiracy. Mm-hmm. After a brief tri- one, two, three trial, both men were found guilty. The sentence for attempting to steal the body of President Abraham Lincoln one year in Illinois State Penitentiary. <laughs> yeah, man. Joliet. There you go. <gasps> in Joliet Prison. Uh-huh. Okay, okay. Yep. As for Lincoln's coffin, it remains in its home, not moved, <laughs> in Oak Ridge Cemetery. Uh, it has been moved an estimated of 17 times and opened six. Ew. Ew. On September 26, 1901, the Lincoln family took steps to ensure that Abe's body could never be stolen again. It was buried 10 feet under the floor of the mausoleum inside of a metal cage (laughs) and put, and then underneath thousands of pounds of concrete. Yeah, I believe it. (laughs) So ends my Lincoln tale, apparently. (laughs) All right. Pass it back, bitch. Pass it back. We'll do one more. How about that? Oh, my God. I swear to God, I just opened up the page. Get the fuck what? Uh, to uh, the Night Witches on the Russian front. Oh, my God. Which we have covered in a previous yes. episode. Where back when it was just Cassie and Kaylee, they covered the... Cassie covered the Night, Night Witches. Witches. The female Russian oh pilots in gosh. World War II. I had... So, I had someone... I forget I what type of get together or party it was but it wasn't like our normal crew of people and someone had said something about a tiktok that they had seen about this crazy um russian like uh air force pilots Mm -hmm. female air force pilots and i was like well, let me tell you a little bit. And I was just like, and this guy was like, oh, okay. And I was like, there's also some documentaries that you can watch if you would really like to do that. I was like, here's our podcast with our episode number. <laughs> so this is like, just so you guys know, this is me using rubbing all the brain cells together to speak slowly and clearly because I usually talk that quickly like it it just comes out of me and I'm just like yeah and I feel so bad for anyone who English is not their first language and they have to talk to me because (laughs) I have to like slow down so much and I'm like I don't want you to think I'm doing this for you it's for me (laughs) that's hilarious all right what'd you find All right, so this uh, page is titled, What's in a Name? Oh. A rose by any other name may smell as sweet, but a book with a bad title could end up on the sale table instead of the bestsellers list. After all, Tolstoy's War and Peace has a far more dignified ring to it than its original name, All's Well That Ends Well. (laughs) That's great. Luckily, these original titles didn't make it to the bookstore shelves. I love this. All right. So we got a short list here. Uh, Long after the publication of The Great Gatsby, F. Scott Fitzgerald regretted not going with his preferred title, uh, Tremalchio in West Egg. Dumb. I'm glad he (laughs) didn't do it. Dumb. Because Leo is not starring in anything. Too much Kermit over there. Oh, <laughs> P. 
Peter Benchley and his editor discarded more than a hundred titles for Benchley's first novel, including Great White, The Shark, Leviathan Rising, The Jaws of Death, and A Silence in the Water. Pressured to make a decision because the book was ready to go to press, they agreed that the only word they liked in any of the po- proposed title was Jaws. Oh my god! I had two in my brain. Yeah, what was the two? Jaws and what else? Jaws 2. Uh- <laughs> 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 I well at first Moby Dick and then I was like this is not the guy that wrote Moby Dick <laughs> <laughs> yes could I tell you his name off the top of my head no oh, but I know that Herman Peter Melville. that guy the name Herman uh, I kind of like a silence in the water a silence in the water for Jaws yeah that's pretty dope which I feel like that would work for the book but not necessarily the movie I don't know, man. I would watch that movie if they're like, there's a shark (laughs) and we don't know where, why, or when. All right. Charles Dickinson's Tom All Alone's factory that got into chancery and never got out was published as the more succinct. I'm sorry. I know you said words and they are of the English nature. (laughs) Can you go back? Because Charles Dickens had, I'm going to reword this. Okay, cool. (laughs) Okay. So he had a book called Bleak House. Okay. All I know him for is A Christmas Carol. Fuck, I don't know. Well, he's written a lot because he used to, per by word or whatever. Yeah, because he did Tale Two Cities and uh, what? Oliver Twist, right? Was that Dickens? Don't look at me. We're talking about books. Anyway. Uh, so he wrote a book. Where's called, Anne? Right. He wrote a book called Bleak House, uh, but it was originally titled Tom's All Tom All Alone's Factory That Got Into Chancery and Never Got Out. Charles Dickens, you pontificating, <laughs> yeah, superfluous word using motherfucker. That's a Terrible title. Uh, Stephen Crane's Civil War novel, The Red Badge of Courage, was originally titled Private Fleming, His Various Battles. (laughs) (laughs) I would pick that up and go Private Fleming. No, (laughs) just put it down and be like, I'm not reading that. Uh, Red Badge has a good ring. Jane Austen thought about the implications of her book title, First Impressions, and renamed her novel Pride and Prejudice. (gasps) Really? Mm. Pride and Prejudice is a much better name than First Impressions, especially for like the um, story content. Yeah. Was that called? Sure. The plot. The fucking book. (laughs) Main Street. Sinclair Lewis's classic expose of small town hypocrisy was originally called The Village Virus. Ooh. Not sure which one's better. I would watch The Village Virus and I would read the other one. I feel that. Mm -hmm. I feel that. Margaret Mitchell's Gone with the Wind was almost almost published as Pansy. (laughs) 
<laughs> the inappropriate name of the main character now known as Scarlett O'Hara. Pansy. Pansy. <laughs> so that was And a next of, to the stage. <laughs> right? That's hilarious. Um so what is is there like a I don't know. I'm looking for the author of the thing, but I do believe that it's a um what is that called? Like a collective or uh, something like yeah, that. It might be a compilation. Okay, yes, a pool of authors. Oh, I but just... uh, we'll put that up on our resources page. I think it may be Mitchell De Montaigne. Oh, okay. Well, he's on top of it. We're reading. We're reading. I'm vamping. <laughs> I know, we'll look it up, but I'm, I believe it is. Oh, no, I'm sorry. Never mind. That's just a comment. Blur yeah, just back. a comment. Okay. Yeah. Well, like I said, we'll put it on our resources and we will link the book of unusual knowledge as well. Yes. So you guys, uh, if you want to check that out, you sure can. Um. But yeah, uh, I cannot wait to hear more ridiculousness that comes out of that motherfucker. This book is huge, guys. We'll take a picture of it and let you see it. Um, Boop, boop, boop. So I think that brings us to uh, get that shit. Mm, I do believe. Get my Santa hat, bitches. Yeah. (laughs) Well, this week we are going to be promoting one of our, uh, we personally know a local creator. Um, It is actually my cousin, Allison. Hello, hello. Um, My dad commissioned Allison to crochet Katie and I uh, some characters that we really love and all of that. Um, Katie is a diehard rock chalk Jayhawk KU fan. So can't save her. We tried. No, you can't. We've tried. Yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> yeah, I don't even know what sport that is. I don't fucking know. Uh, well, so it's all the sports. For, is it all of them? Like KU. they all have the same name? Yes. Okay, so like it's like the Jayhawk. Yeah. Football team, the Jayhawk basketball team. Yeah, just like okay, just like the Purdue is like the Boilermakers. Honey, I don't know whether it's <laughs> whether it's the football or uh, basketball. Girl, I, I have not watched just a like single your high solitary. Was the Warriors whether it was football or basketball or I don't know. I think that we had like weird like. <laughs> These are like the stomping warriors and like the fighting warriors, the dribbling really? warriors. I'm just kidding. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I didn't attend my sophomore year, so. <laughs> no, you were there, just not mentally. <laughs> I mean, kind of. <laughs> oh my god, that does. I'm going to finish this, but I have to tell the uh, painkiller story. Okay. Because it's funny, and if you made it this far, you deserve it because it is funny. <laughs> uh, so. Allison made Katie a Jayhawk, and she made me a gigantic Pinkie Pie. She is so cute. She even has curls for her mane and everything. So adorable. Allison also made me a pie server that has blood on it and like this little happy face. Mm-hmm. And I, I've told the story probably a time or two, but... I was 16 or 17. It was the first 
Thanksgiving that we attended, my sister and I, without my parents, they decided to go to their friends and they were like, is that cool with you guys? Like, blah, blah, blah. And we were like, fuck yeah. Right. So as crazy as 17 and 15 year olds can be, um, we go to Thanksgiving. I'm trying to get my cousin a piece of pecan pie out and it's sticky as fuck and all that. So I have my hand, my left hand down, which is my dominant hand most of the time. But I my left hand down in the pie tray and I scooped underneath with um, it was just a regular ass metal pie server, like just regular. Uh-huh. And it unstuck and I sliced off the tip of my first finger on my left hand like the pad of it I sliced the pad and like my tip of the finger was still there but like my pad was hanging off so I had to go to the emergency you room had flappy pad. I had flappy pad yeah so my fingerprints all jacked up on this side <laughs> it's really funny um I haven't actually for a couple of jobs been able to use my left pointer finger for the fingerprint scan because of my (laughs) scar but uh yeah so it has been a joke say i near 15 years that i'm not allowed to handle a pie server like it has been yanked out of my hands as an adult (laughs) and i'm like it's still funny this is still really funny so she made me a pie server we'll put up pictures of all of these um I am a terrible cousin. So if I get this incorrect, I am going, I will make sure to uh, rectify it in our Instagram post. But you can find her on Facebook at Lacey's Creations. L-A-C-E-Y apostrophe S Creations. And um, she does all sorts of crocheting and whatnot. We'll put up a a couple of different examples other than the presents that we've received because she does uh, enter her work into the state fair and things Mm -hmm. like that. She does really well. Uh, She creates these fabulous characters. She does an amazing job. She makes blankets and all sorts of stuff. At this time, I'm not entirely sure um, exactly what she is making, but if you contact her uh, through Lacey's Creations, which I will put all of her contact information, um, you can commission pieces from her. Mm -hmm. So show uh, our cousin a little bit of love and go find her page and all that good fun stuff. Um, But all right, the drug story real quick. Oh, yes. The direct story real quick. So um, as you guys know, I am I, I don't even really consider myself like a recovering addict anymore because it has been I, uh, 15 years at least. Fi- I, I think it's 15 this year because I'm oh, I yeah. will be 34. Yes. Well, let's just do the math together. I've been clean since I was 18. Okay, so fully actually clean. 16 years. 16 years. So I at this point, like I have no interest. I used to abuse opioids and pills and different things like that. Um, I uh, did heroin and I these different things uh, from 13 to 17. Mm-hmm. And um, my favorite thing to do was pills. And... I would literally take a handful, like it was a couple of people and I at school, and we would just have a pill bottle of fucking different colors, little candies. Yep. Uh, 
what did he call him? Mike and Vikes on Archer. <laughs> So we had our Mike and Vikes and we would just all take a handful of like 10, 15 pills sometimes and then go to school. (laughs) I would be in school. So I have like there have only been a very few times that I've been prescribed any type of opioids. I've maybe taken one or two after a surgery. Yeah. Um, When I had an oral surgery, uh, I think I took maybe a few days of it, but it was controlled by my mom. Like she had them because mm-hmm. I'm not interested in that. And then for my spine surgery, the only thing that they did do, uh, because I was a part of a study, they uh, gave me methadone before. So I yes. knew that I wasn't going to be able to shit for a fucking week. <laughs> I, like I just knew it because of my previous experience. And I'm like, all right, whatever. And then I just used Tylenol and um, I think Tramadol to help yeah. get through that pain. Um, and then with my, you, my hysterectomy, thank you. All I could think was, yeet, you. I was like, you, yeet, no, that's not it. (laughs) With my hysterectomy, um, they, uh, good God in heaven. When I woke up, like, I did not hurt after my spine surgery. Like, I felt better. Mm. Um, because I could feel my leg, I can move my toes and all that. Girl, when I woke up from this, number one, I think Kim coughed as she pulled my fucking intubation tube out (laughs) because my throat has never been so raw and so dry. I was like, you fucking just going to town, the Gokok 3000 on me while I'm sleeping. So I... I asked for a Diet Coke and I don't remember that. And then uh, uh, because she was like, can I get you anything? Do you want something to drink? And I was like, yeah, can I have some water? She was like, yeah, you can have water. Or do you want like a soda? And I was like, I would love a Diet Coke. So she was like, okay, are you are you in any pain? And I was like, yeah, I tried tried to use the restroom. They had used a weird catheter on me that I had never had before. So I was having some bladder pain and issues. So uh, I, they were like, okay, like we're going to give you half a dose like 0.5 dose of Dilaudid Mm -hmm. and I said okay because I I wasn't in the right mind and it does say in my chart no opioids but like apparently I looked that uncomfortable girl I didn't give a fuck about anything and when I I woke up to chocolate pudding and Uh, diet coke i was like are you an angel because i didn't remember being like awake until a little later so before they sent me home like i uh, you know you have to do the rigmarole of show them that you can leave so i got to leave the same day Mm -hmm. but they were a little afraid like that my pain was gonna be a little too much and i was like listen i and i with that spine surgery out thing all the time i'm like i had spine surgery (laughs) all the time girl my belly button hurt so fucking bad and i have a thing about my belly button anyways like don't Don't even think about it. She doesn't exist. Okay. I see you thinking about it. Quit thinking about it. Um, (laughs) Sam can attest anytime like he's accidentally touched my belly button. I'm like, why would you do that? It's just a weird thing. I don't think a lot of people like their belly button touched. I'm going to go to Reddit for that. Anyway, let us know if you like your belly button touched or if you don't. (laughs) So my belly button just really hurt and I was having uh, cramping issues and they were like, okay, well, if it's all right with you, just so you can, you know, get home with the ride home and get comfy in bed and go to sleep, 
we're going to give you a Percocet. And I was like, man, I haven't had one of those in fucking 16 years. Yeah. And I said, almost 20 years. <laughs> so pretty close, but almost 16 years, I haven't had a Percocet. And I was like, I don't know, I'm really nervous. She was like, listen, you're going to be moving around, yeah. you know, getting up, getting down, getting comfortable. I, you know, I understand if you don't want it, but it, it's going to make things easier. And I was like, I'm going to fucking make things easier back in the day. But okay. <laughs> so she gives me this Percocet and we're waiting on paperwork and everything to be discharged. I'm sitting there 30 minutes later. <laughs> Sam's just, you know, hanging out, doing whatever on his phone. And I'm just upright in my bed. And I look over at Sam and I said, man. I remember why I used to take handfuls of these. <laughs> and I start giggling and seems like, <laughs> maybe we keep that to ourselves. Right. <laughs> and yeah. I was like, you bet, guy. I don't want to have to okay. sign any more paperwork before I get you out of here. Yes. And I was just like, how did I take multiple of these and function? You didn't. <laughs> <laughs> but I was in school and like, I don't know. I wasn't kicked out of class sure. for like sleeping or nodding off or anything. It was because right. my I shot my mouth off. Like that's why I would get sent out of class all the time. But like, how did I operate? <laughs> like my fucking metabolism and I, yeah, what is it? Constitution for drugs was so much higher <laughs> as a teenager. I was floored that one Percocet sat me on my ass yeah. because then 30 minutes later we're at the uh pharmacist, pharmacist and <laughs> sam goes in gets the things come back and i'm staring straight up at the ceiling <laughs> he's like you all right and i was like yeah i just want to get home <laughs> Woo! because yeah. when i closed my eyes there was a kaleidoscope going on behind <laughs> and i said oh can't do that nope. so then like Things were moving a little bit, and I was like, we're just going to stare at this ceiling because it can't move, okay? <laughs> so, there is my... Uh, I, if you have ever done anything like that or had a drug that uh, just knocked you on your ass, you will understand because <laughs> it was funny. Uh, but yeah, so... I think it's time to uh, wrap this thing up, yeah. my doodle. Um... Yep, yep. Look for new stuff coming from us, okay? Yeah. We're going to start introducing some different mediums. Uh, I think that, um, to be honest, we are, we're entertaining over, you know, just an audio medium, but... Yeah, we're going to give you the chance to look at our ugly mugs sometime yeah. this year. Yeah, that's the plan is to video record. That basically takes a bunch of editing stuff away from me and uh, uh, my perfectionism that debilitates me sometimes <laughs> with editing. And uh, yeah, I think it will just be a cool, just yeah. cool thing for you guys to see us in the pod room and just how we are. Mm -hmm. But. We hope that you guys have the best new year that you absolutely fucking can. Don't beat yourself up if you didn't get all yeah. your resolutions from 2022 or whatever. I don't know if anyone hasn't told you this, but you're great and you're doing the best that you can. And that's all that any of us ever can do. Mm. And if no one said it yet, we love you. 
We do. We love you very much. So take care of yourselves. Have a wonderful rest of your 2022. And we'll see you in 2023. See you next year. Love Love and light it on fire. Oh, my God. And stay stinky, everybody. All right. Bye. Bye.